0: You're listening to Episode 6 of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Podcast.
1: One of the lessons that I definitely took away from those first few years was we didn't necessarily have the conversations about role expectations and really get clear around, like, we're both working. What are these roles going to look like? People listening and, you know, potentially embarking on that journey. I think those are key conversations. Scheduling in your life
2: and being aware of what your life needs for life to be life so that you can remember like that you're the human who gets to be the mother Mm -hmm. and there you have to feel the human behind it so
0: yeah welcome to the raise your hand motherhood podcast a place where you just might find or hear a tiny piece of your motherhood reality i'm your host Raylan minka an educator writer and emotionally frazzled toddler mom If you've ever felt lonely in your motherhood journey or asked yourself, am I the only one experiencing this? Then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each episode focuses on a different but common motherhood struggle, where we discuss the ups, the downs, and the WTFs with moms from all around the world. So whether you're stroller pushing and podcasting yourself around the neighborhood, waiting at the doctor's office for your next fertility treatment, or listening with a well-deserved glass of wine at the end of another full day of motherhood, welcome. I hope you can relate to some of what you hear in today's episode, and get ready to raise your hand if you do. Hey, mamas, and welcome to episode six of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Raylan Minka, and today we're going to be talking about the life of a working mom. In today's episode, you'll hear stories from moms from a variety of professions and different life circumstances. They'll each walk us through what returning to work looked and felt like for them, and how being a working mom impacts their day-to-day lives. Later in the episode, I'll be chatting with Melanie and Jess Levenberg, their parents to a five-year-old little girl in British Columbia, Canada, and are both successful multiple business owners. We'll talk about what adjustments Mel and Jess had to make both in their family and their businesses after having a child what motivates them both as mompreneurs, and what balance looks like now in their family of three. I'll also ask them to share the biggest surprises and challenges of motherhood, as well as their must-haves for working moms. So make sure you stay tuned. Okay, mamas, let's get into it. I want to start off the episode by making it clear that I'm still a stay-at-home mom to my toddler, so I don't have any personal experience with returning to work yet, or with juggling multiple plates in the air at once, which it seems is kind of a prerequisite for being a working mom. All I know is what I see and what I hear from the other working moms in my life, and what I see and hear is that it's not an easy task. Now, that's not to say that there aren't moms out there who are thrilled to be back at work. Mamas who are beyond excited to be using parts of their brain or their personality or their wardrobe that haven't been used in a while. But from what I can tell, being a working mom sounds a bit like a house of cards. A very delicate balancing act of family schedules and work obligations and responsibilities, school drop-offs and pickups, project deadlines, unexpected child illnesses. Yeah, thanks daycare. I think that's a whole other episode. And lots of plan B's, plan C's, and plan D's in place. I wanted to take some time to share some stories with you told by working moms who are making it work, one way or another. Have a listen and maybe you'll hear a piece of your current working mom reality in one or more of
3: these clips. The term working mom truly means you don't really get a break. You're either working or being a mom and often trying to do both at the same time.
4: As a working mom uh, with a very demanding day job, I think the hardest thing for me is finding that balance between being a working professional and being a mom. The pandemic has really blurred the lines between work and home, and I often find I get emails at all hours of the day.
5: I've got two smallies, a five-year-old and a one-year-old, um, and I'm the principal of a newly opening Brainbury school. We're in our second year now, and it's busy.
3: I was concerned as how I would conceal my pregnancy for as long as possible to my colleagues so that I could progress in my career as long as possible until I had to break the news. Unfortunately, in many professional careers, there is really no good time to get pregnant and become a mother. And if becoming a mom is important to you, you have to make that a priority.
5: Our eldest guy um, is neurodiverse, and with that come... I suppose, some unique challenges from a parenting side of things. And our youngest is a tornado. So it's a very busy household. It's very rarely quiet. So finding that quiet space to have a chat or have a phone call is is challenging.
3: I felt as a new surgeon that I couldn't be out of the game for too long. As I was concerned, I may lose my momentum and confidence that I was just starting to develop as a new staff surgeon. Surgery is like a sport in that way. I didn't want to get rusty, and I thought too much time away at this stage in my career could be challenging. There was also definitely a concern about being out of sight and out of mind, which I've seen happen to other female surgeons who go on prolonged maternity leaves. The decision was also partly financial. Doctors in Ontario don't get paid a maternity leave per se, nor are we really eligible for unemployment insurance, especially early on in our careers without planning and foresight. My husband is a unionized nurse with better parental leave support, so it made more sense for him to take a prolonged paternal leave, whilst I went back to work at three months.
5: The I guess the the parts I'd find most difficult is probably dinners, like having to prep dinners, have them ready to go. I don't have an awful lot of time. I'm not a great cook anyway, so batch cooking is what we try to do, but uh, remembering to do that, and you know. Just then, getting them to eat and all that side of things, and tidying. Now, from that side of things, we've we get a cleaner once a week because I just can't. We don't have the time to do the you know the bathrooms and the floors and that sort of thing. But but still, they do the everyday tidying side of things, and there's not an awful lot of time. Once the kids are asleep, I'm ready to pass out on the couch. To be honest, um. The odd time there'll be a little bit more work to do, but I try not to work after five. But yeah, it's busy. Like
3: knowing my personality, I thought that I would struggle with having little stimulation and lack of adult interaction on a prolonged maternity leave. So returning to work was also a personal choice to ensure my needs were being met. It's
5: definitely a very very busy. I don't want to say high stress. It's probably not the right word, but certainly times that it just feels a bit overwhelming. It all feels a bit too much. But that said, I would not like it any other way in terms of work. I wouldn't cope with being a stay-at-home parent. It's not something that is in my skill set or that I'd enjoy. I love work. I love the interaction with others, the adults, the problem solving, the, you know, getting my brain going the whole time. And I love education. I'm passionate about it. So it's not something I'd want to step away from. I have to work financially, but even if I didn't, I'd want to. So I'm happy enough from that side of things. I'm in my dream job. There's lots and lots of positives from the work side of things, but it doesn't change the fact that it's full on.
4: You know, I definitely don't succeed every day. And sometimes I feel like I'm failing at being a mom and a working professional, but coming to the realization that I'm only human and I don't have to have my shit together 100% of the time has really helped.
3: I've been back at work now for eight months since my baby was three months old. Uh, My partner is still on paternity leave, so I'm extremely lucky to have that stability at home and comfort in knowing that Leo is being so well looked after as I come and go, as my job often demands of me. I'm at home pumping or at work pumping or pumping on my drive home, so I don't really get out of bedtime duties wherever I am, and i much rather be next to him.
4: It's really important for me to make a conscious effort to shut down, turn my mind away from work, and focus on my boys during that short window of time between getting home and them going to bed because it really is only a few hours.
3: I do think becoming a mom has made me a better doctor. It definitely has added a new perspective to my outlook on the circle of life and family dynamics, which is something I navigate a lot in my line of work. And now having Leo to think about has definitely brought some healthy balance to my life which i'm extremely grateful for and wouldn't change for a minute i also hope
4: that one day my boys will appreciate having a strong working mom and role model in their lives because i think that that's invaluable and i also just really hope that they know how deeply they are
5: loved
0: Thank you, thank you to the moms who raised their hands and shared their experiences here today. And hats off to all the working moms out there, whether you're struggling, absolutely loving it, or finding yourself somewhere in between. Okay, I'll be right back with today's interview. Thanks for being here, guys.
1: Thank you for having us.
0: Um, as is the nature of being working moms, I realize that you're both very busy and it's just awesome to be able to speak to you both together on the podcast. So thank you.
1: We're so excited.
0: Uh,
2: This is our first together podcast. Is is. it? Yeah, it totally is. Oh, so cool.
0: Okay. So as you both know, the, the episode is about the life of a working mom and it's about all of the juggling and the balancing and the shifting that we have to do in our family lives in order to make that run smoothly. And I fully admit that I am not back to work yet, but I'm going to be just trying to act like a sponge throughout this interview because it's right around the corner for me. So what I would like to start off with is having you both introduce yourself and share just a little bit about your current life and work situations. And then afterwards, we'll go right back to the beginning and and start there.
1: Totally awesome okay. um sure yeah I, I can go first um my name is Jess uh, Justine and uh, yeah but you can call me Jess that's I kind of prefer the short form of that and um, we currently live in Whistler we have a five-year-old daughter um, I Current snapshot of my life right now is I am a new real estate agent um, working on building up a new career in real estate, while at the same time, um, I'm also a business owner of a company called Sportball. I own a few of their Vancouver-based franchises, um, and that company has a team of about 45 employees, Um, so my role is um, really focused on leading my leadership team in that business and so I'm sure we'll definitely dive more into, you know, the juggling act of all of that, but, um, Absolutely. yeah, that's kind of a little snapshot as to career-wise what I'm up to at the moment. Okay. And Mel? Cool. My name is Melanie
2: and I am a former physical education teacher who left the classroom to start my own business. The business is called Play. And what we do um, is I provide prepackaged kids' fitness programs to people who want to work in the recreation sector, so after schools, who want to teach kids' fitness in after-school settings, but also people who want to learn how to run a business teaching dance and yoga in schools. So although people think I dance all the time, most of (laughs) my work is that I'm coaching uh, regional operators to run their own local kids' fitness business, bringing programs to schools or outside of school settings. Um, so and, cool. Yeah. And on the side, I also do business coaching to people who don't use my brand, but who also might have a passion for fitness or, and, and most of my clients are very fitness based uh, in business coaching, but I also just love supporting entrepreneurs and helping them along their journey. Okay. So a busy, uh, busy family <laughs> busy family. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you for
0: the intros. And um, as I said, I want to go back and I want to hear about your family story. So can you guys talk a little bit about how long you've been together and when you realized that you
1: wanted to grow your family by one? Absolutely. Um, so we've been together uh, for ten years, and we just actually celebrated our seven year uh, wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Um, thank you. <laughs> and um I think for me, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. Um, I've actually worked with children my entire life since I was a right. teenager, so Love kids, love being around kids, and i I always knew I wanted to be a mom. and then our journey of becoming moms, I think, was definitely i would say a little bit more unique, probably um because uh, we can I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit, but definitely, like after we got married, our plan was to start a family right away. Okay. and we ended up waiting about a year, yeah. Well, initially,
2: so my side of that story is that I always also worked with kids and I never had that like desire. I'm like, I need to be a mom. Like I was always like, if it, if it comes to fruition in my partnership, if there's, I feel super supported, if if my partner really wants it, like, it's not like I was like trying to get married to, to have a kid. Like I didn't have that right. innate desire yeah. for it, but I always felt like I wanted to adopt. So that's kind of where okay. I'm jumping in here because right when we got married, the first thing that we did, we actually went to try to adopt Uh, a child. And we found out that it's actually really hard to adopt uh, internationally as a gay couple. So, and we were were kind of, we were in a meeting with them and they're like, you're two healthy young females. Like, why don't you try to have your own baby? That's the easiest thing to do. And they kind of like swayed us away from doing Adoption. adoption. So We don't know if that was a test on whether or not, but we were like, oh, we should just go and make our own baby. And so we just, (laughs) we kind of like, we didn't pursue adoption. So I'm like, I don't know if that was a test, but we failed it miserably. Cause then we just, (laughs) uh, we just, we just went uh, forward and actually, you know, went forward for for, to have our own child. So, and um, that was its own journey. I don't know how long we want to talk about that, but it was, it was interesting. I mean, we had to find a donor, so we don't, we don't know the person who is the donor. And so uh, we had to
1: choose a donor.
5: (laughs) Find yeah. a donor. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So I think like, yeah. So Mel was saying, I definitely had that, like, can't wait to be a mom. Uh, yeah. Part of family. And yeah, I guess hers was a little bit more, I guess, by default because right, it was really important. For oh me. I guess I,
0: uh, well, and then <laughs> Mel, I'm not even 100% sure. Mel, did you carry um, did. your child? I did okay. Carry. okay.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like, like I just knew that I wanted uh, to bring like life into this world in a really supportive Mm -hmm. manner, because a lot of, for us, we, it's, it's like really a choice. Like when you're a gay couple and you want to have a baby, you have to like fight, you have to want it. You're not just going to like, you know, it's not a whoopsie. There's not going to be a, you know, so it's, it's just, um, yeah. And so because we had a choice, we got to consciously really build what our life, as much as we could plan it, as much as we thought we knew what was going to happen. We really had conversations that I don't know that all necessarily straight couples would have about becoming parents. So That's
0: so interesting. I I have never heard any part of this, um, of your journey. So I'm really, really happy to be hearing it. And where were each of you at that point, kind of in that year or around that decision-making time, where were each of you in your separate business ventures at the time?
1: I was at a place where... I was the franchise owner for one of those locations um, that okay. I currently run, and I was in the middle of purchasing another territory, uh, mm-hmm. second franchise. And at that point, my company probably had about thirty employees, and I was really involved in the day to day operations of that business and very like growth focused. So I was very, um, very busy and occupied with with building okay. the business at the time.
0: Okay. And Mel, what about uh, Play?
1: For Play at at the time when we got pregnant is
2: when I started launching Territories. So I would license before before that, I was licensing the right to use our brands to individuals. And we decided to launch a model where we would give someone the right to run a team under them. So we launched that model and then became pregnant. And yeah, it's kind of like we were both at a place where expansion was happening on Jess's business side and my business side. It was like, And also having a child. Now that was when we're (laughs) deciding to get pregnant. So that was like we also knew we had a year. Like I knew I had a one year, kind of like a year, ten months to figure out how to not be so involved in the business. And well, uh, that yeah,
0: that leads me into the next question, which was how did the pregnancy and postpartum stages go for you, both personally, Mel, and as a family? Like those first forty-ish weeks before your daughter was born, and then that first hundred days or that first year afterwards.
1: My wife was very lucky and she had a very um, easy and amazing pregnancy. So her pregnancy was very smooth. Um, And so work wise, there wasn't a lot of change during that. No,
2: I would say if anything, and people have said this about life events, like when something's happening, when you're creating the creation energy applies to all parts of your life. And I feel like Ah. that's what happened. So I, you know, we got pregnant, we had this region model, and then all of a sudden this momentum of growth came in and, um, we decided to continue to kind of fuel that. So we actually made like a family investment into play when I was pregnant and we decided to market more. And that's how I got on the Ted stage. And in that year, because we were doing so much promotion when I was pregnant, I was accepted to like 23 conferences the following year. So wow. when I was pregnant, so what happened is those 40 months, pr- like pre weeks, yeah, the four, you know, the 40, uh, yeah, 40 weeks before <laughs> 40 40 months. 40 months. feels like 40 months sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> totally. um, those 40 weeks was like preparing
0: for the boom afterwards.
2: Yeah. Like the conferences were all like kind of July through to November. Joey was born in February and there, like, it was the first year that I got accepted to shape America, which in my industry and sector was like the the holy grail of the conferences that you get Huge. into. And I had been applying for five years and the year I got in was literally the year that Joey was born. And it was five weeks after Joey wow. was born. So my pregnancy plan was all around giving birth on time. And uh <laughs> and then as a family, us being prepared to be able to travel to Boston when she was five weeks old. Um so okay. that I could present at Shape America. <laughs>
0: Well, so the next question I was going to ask, which kind of ties in perfectly to this answer is how did having a child change the balance and the routines within your family dynamic? And was that, or has that been a static or a dynamic shift? And like, it sounds like right from the get-go, you guys have kind of been working together to, to make it work right from the beginning.
2: Yeah, I will say something. Um, when life presents itself to us, we are amazing at working together to show up and like do what needs to get done to get what we want. Like we are incredible team. Yeah. I think in retrospect, uh, having now have a five-year-old and just kind of reflecting on our relationship. I don't know how much, uh, perspective we had on if that was actually how we wanted our family to be in the first three years. So we did it and we did it in a way that in the, in the moment felt like was great good enough. I would say good enough. <laughs> um, but, and you know, like Justin and I are like looking at each other side eyes here because we both had a different view of what motherhood was going to look like for both of us and each other. So, you know, I always imagined myself with like the babe, like working, still being a working mom. Like I didn't picture myself having a mat leave and, you know, just like that wasn't, I was always like, yeah, no, my baby's going to be with me at events. We're going to travel. And, and I think and that- that's
1: exactly what we did. Yeah. We yeah. literally, um, because we both had these kids, uh, kids fitness companies, we had an office space in Vancouver where both of our companies, our team worked out of that office space. So okay. we actually would go to the office with our baby and literally like Mel and I shared one office together. Um, and our staff worked in a different area and we were like changing our daughter literally on the table. In office. Like I would have meetings with my staff and then the meeting would be done. And that's like, where like, we were changing her. It was very much like, you know, there wasn't Matt Lee for we both entrepreneurs and um, we did what we need to do to make it work. And, you know, Mel, Mel definitely raises a great point of looking back on it. I definitely think we would have done things very differently. Um, but you know, this is the, I think live and learn.
2: Yeah. And saying that it's from justice perspective. Like I, I don't, I think that she did a lot to support me and what I thought motherhood was going to look like versus Mm -hmm. me supporting her and what she thought our first year of parenting motherhood was going to look like.
1: Absolutely. yeah, We we can definitely share that one of the lessons that I definitely took away from those first few years um, was, we didn't necessarily have the conversations about role expectations and really get clear around, like, we're both working. What are your expectations and, you know, how, what are these roles going to look like? Yeah. So I definitely, um, I would say my journey was a lot more stressful um, and harder for me going through those first probably three or four years Um, because I was essentially just doing roles that weren't aligned with who I am and what I desired to be doing. Okay. So big lessons for us. And that's why we like sharing that because I think that, you know, that was a lesson we took away from it and we've come out of it much stronger now. And, you know, we're, we're really, it's really taught us to be amazing as a team. Um, but definitely, you know, for people listening and, you know, potentially embarking on that journey, I think those are key conversations that, in conversations yeah. that are like, I think not because we're two females. Like sometimes the
2: gender norms and yep. roles just yep. roll in. It's yep. like the guy continues to work, the woman stays home and cares for the child and cooks and yeah. cleans. And like we are constantly in our relationship facing the like we always call it we're like I'm like the guy role. But like I just bought a camper and like all of a sudden I had to play the guy role because you know I <laughs> there's only two of us and yeah, like I right. had to like learn how to like. And wrench yeah. stuff,
1: you know, just, obviously, mean, I don't know what I'm doing. Wrench <laughs> stuff is not
2: something. <laughs> and <laughs> if and nowadays, watching, be concerned. You, know, you should be concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: and nowadays too, like just with the cost of living, like a lot of households have two working parents. So, you know, those norms of like, you know, the female stays home, like a lot of that, um, you know, there's been a lot of change and shifting with that. So I think just, you know, regardless of whatever kind of, you know, dynamic partnership that you're in, it. It, it was something that, you know, was a really big lesson um, mm-hmm. for us.
0: I really appreciate the honesty and like going back to like gender norms. I've, I've just finished reading a book. I actually interviewed a guest. Her book is called Send Me Into the Woods Alone, Essays on Motherhood. And she she has this one where she's talking about, um, I think it's called My Job is Not a Hobby. But She talks about how just the way that society kind of views working moms is like, Yes, even if you're the full time mom, or you're, you know, bringing in the higher income, or whatever, whatever the situation is, like the the gender norm of being that mom is that like if you have to pick someone up from daycare, or if somebody's sick, or whatever, like that you are still the one as the mom. Not not in all situations, but like Mm -hmm. that, yeah, generally you are still the one that is shifting all the pieces and you know, like restacking the house of cards to make everything balance and work. And so in your as you're saying, like in your situation as a family, like, yeah, you kind of have to toss that ball back and forth and like, make it work, figure it out. And my next question was going to be what having a daughter has taught you both about yourselves Mm -hmm. and how has that affected your business mentalities as Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs? Go ahead. Uh,
2: like (laughs) our daughter is like, I'm like amazed by her. Um, Another thing you need to know about us is, and whatever, you know, if Joey's watching this in the future, I don't think we've ever said this to her before, but we uh, like publicly, but when Justin and I both got pregnant, we were hoping to have a a boy, which is Ah. interesting. So, and the silly reason for that is because we both, we both grew up as like athletic girls and we just like pictured ourselves like playing sports with this human. we're like, this is so ridiculous because we are in a generation of girls who were the first girls on boys teams because we wanted to be athletic. And we're just like, what a like, weird we are gender girls, like, thing like, that we're like, yeah. we wanted, like, like what a weird thing, like such a
1: subconscious. Like and Like she's the most perfect, like it, she loves that we're like a girl family, Family, like got yeah. her, a COVID puppy. And like she was insistent that like the puppy that we were getting also had to be a girl because you know she oh, loves that we're like to keep girl. it keep it yeah. a girl family. Yeah, totally. She just loves that. And so she's sweet. Her like it's so perfect that we have a daughter. Like she's yeah. just the most, you know, I really trust that like the universe gives you, you know, whatever you're meant to have. Yeah. And um, she's just the most like her her personality, her energy. She's just like the most beautiful, beautiful gift that uh, Mel and I have been given together. And like, as if like, um, obviously
2: every parent is like, oh my God, of course my kid is like the best and I'm obsessed with them. And like, you know, but that obsession love that came from it shifted our perspective on our businesses. I think that like, just was in a position where when we had Joey, she, she had already built leadership structures under her to be able to step away more. And, and you were able to do that pushed me to like change my business. Even like Joey being born was one thing being in her first year of life. I felt like I managed it well, but like as she became more, more human and parents will know what I'm talking about. Like I'm not like a little blob that's hanging out with you all the time. They have a personality, they have opinions, they miss you. They have so much joy and love. And like, I just want to hang out with her. Like it it changed how I do play the years, like two to And COVID obviously came in and really shook things up. But like now that I could go back to how work used to be really, because my business was virtual before COVID came, but I'm choosing not to because being a parent, I want to spend time with my daughter. Like now I have days out of the week that I'm not working so that I can spend time with her. Just, you can be more intentional and like have that time intentionally blocked off. Exactly. Instead of like Joey coming into our world, which is what happened. Joey came into our businesses and she would come to our events and she would meet our staff. And obviously it's kids fitness. So it was a little bit easier because she would just come Um, and do fun for her. Very fun. Very fun, you know, Mm -hmm. like going to a sport ball class, like so fun going to a dance yoga class with kids, obviously super fun. But I think that we're just more intentional, like you said, to go into her world and Mm -hmm. to give her her space and to create that space within our family so that we can do that.
0: So being... Two strong women and two strong female business owners, what lessons and skills do you want to or are you already trying to pass on to your daughter based on your experiences?
2: I, all, the first thing I think about is like learning how to make money, keep money, and grow money. like we are really intentionally teaching our daughter because you know, financial literacy, yeah, financial yeah. literacy, honestly, Absolutely. and just like money, we're, energy. we're big
1: believers yes. of, um, you know, I, we, we have had a passion for real estate together, even as a couple for about 10 years now. And we, we really want our daughter to grow up around, you know, understanding, you know, money and how money works and investments. And we, we really want to be able to provide that um, for her. And even right now we're, kind of in the middle of of a renovation of a home that we just bought in Whistler and we, t- I keep taking her to the house. Like I want her to see it. I want her to understand, you experience know, the experience the process. Totally. That's so
0: wonderful. And, yeah. Like she has so a idea for
1: something where like, you know, if she, we, we talk
2: about the idea of making money, doing something that you love. You know, she loves puppies, like we've said. Yeah. And like, we're just like kind of trying to show her examples of like, you can make money doing something that you love. So like teaching her because we're entrepreneurs, that's how we've chosen our journey. And even yeah. now just has moved into real estate, like it's, it's an, it's her passion, like just, lives, eats, breeds real estate. And it's so cool. Even like after being in business for 20 years, like shifting careers to towards even more of a higher joy, that's, that's what we just want to show her by example, but we also consciously try to talk about it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow.
0: Both are so, so powerful and so awesome that you are able to, to, as you said, Mel, to lead by example and show your daughter, not only yourselves doing it, but to encourage that she can do it, you know, in the future. Mm-hmm. That's just so great. Um, so I've been asking all the guests that have been coming on the show so far to give their must-haves for motherhood. So like things that have helped them through. And I wanted to ask what your must-dos for working moms are.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I I couldn't go through this uh, conversation with you today without bringing up the word outsourcing. <laughs> In, my, uh, in the companies that we run together, I really try to focus on do what you do best and hire the rest. Oh, I like that. Obviously, that is not always applicable to you know, every single element of everything, but I really try to spend my time and spend my days doing things that I'm great at and that I enjoy doing. And then obviously, you know, with life, we we all have to do, you know, certain things, you know, folding laundry or whatever, whatever, there are things that come up that may maybe are not our highest joy, but they, they need to be done for like, you know, the better good of, you know, the family functioning. But I definitely believe in trying to bring in as much support um, as possible, especially in those early days. Um, We definitely had like nannies around us um because our families live on the other side of the country so mm-hmm. we did not have any family around us um to just even come over for an hour or two so it we really had to bring in support through nannies and babysitters create
0: your own sort of family network absolutely, absolutely. support
1: network yeah. support network yeah. yeah for sure and on the West Coast yeah and yeah. we definitely still do that to this day um it's definitely something that Allows us to um, feel supported and be able to spend the time with Joey, um, you know, for a Sunday instead of me spending the day, you know, cleaning the house all day on Sunday. You know, we have somebody who will come and help us to do that, so we can go out and enjoy and spend time with her. So little things like that about um, outsourcing, even food delivery um, services were a big thing um, during those first like year or two when yeah. you know cooking was you know something that yeah wasn't easy or you know wanting to be done whatever it is but just like finding those areas that and it wasn't like seven days a week
2: three meals it was like three meals three family meals a week like we're not talking about like full-time living nanny which we did have at one point but like most of the time it was like you know a few hours a day or a certain block of of hours and I want to say that it was like purposeful like we we were so appreciative of it and we knew why we were doing it we didn't just do it to put a band-aid on a, a situation like we had, you know, care we we scheduled in date nights. Like Jess and I, as soon as Joey was born, we typically have like, you know, pre-COVID, we always had a standing two nights a week, date nights. Wednesday was more chill. Saturday night was more like going out. And it was like, it's not like a six hour thing. It was like a three hour thing. You know, sometimes our date night was like going to a soul cycle class and like literally going to sweaty, have like a smoothie and go home. But, um, I think, that bringing, whether that's like, but it's so important, so important. And whether it's, it doesn't have to be paid support, but like scheduling in your life and being aware of what your yes. life needs for life to be life so that you can remember like that you're the human who gets to be the mother mm-hmm. and there you have to feel the human yeah. behind it. So
1: yeah. Yeah. And I would also yeah. say like figuring out ways to like, also just have some alone time to just, even if it's like half an hour to just go for a walk by yourself, you know, like mm-hmm. there's, those the first little while is so like all encompassing that, you know, it, it's, it's a lot in the non-sleeping, like yeah. it was not, <laughs> not ideal. So yeah, no, you know I, I, no, think? I
2: carried her. Yeah, no, I know I breastfed her. Yeah, no, is it, but I'm with a partner who like, that's really important. And like understanding sleep. each other's needs sleep. was such an important, like, this is what would I mean by like looking at what your life needs to be. It was like, I know that I'm with a partner who needs to sleep 10 hours a night. And well, so no, like, not 10, not exactly 10, no, like, <laughs> seven, eight, seven, eight hours. As much. Yeah. And, but, but what we haven't talked about is communication. And I don't know if it's, it's like obvious, but like, I think, and people often say this to us: they're like, "Oh, it's because you're two girls that you communicate so well." I'm like, not really. It's something that we Ugh. we hired. It's uh, hard work.
3: Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's we hired a gender
2: <laughs> before before we were um, before Joey was born to help us kind of like communicate better. And having oh, that wow, person teach us great communication idea skills, yeah, was was big. And we're not great always at it. You know, we're still learning how to communicate with each other. Um, but that ability to plan and talk about what's important and try your best. Like not like it was sloppy AF, like, it, like, let's well, not, I think, let's not yeah. make
1: it sound like it was like perfectly planned out and we executed on it. It yeah. was sloppy. Well, I think we have <laughs> to say that, like, we pretty much spent majority of the first three years of our daughter's life traveling with her. So okay. we were not like a typical, you, you know, by the time Joey was three, she had done about 74 flights. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think I'd heard this actually from Mel. Yeah. So that just puts it in perspective a little bit as to like how much traveling we did in those first few years. So And people thought we were crazy. They're just like, "It's you're crazy.
2: Traveling with a child is so hard. Like, you know, and I'm like being a first time mom with an infant is so hard and it's going to be hard whether I'm at home or it's going to be hard whether I'm in Palm Springs by a pool. So I'm going to yeah. choose, you know, the, like, honestly, like I, I, I think that being in first time parent, cause we only have one child, like everything is so new, everything is new. So I'm just like, let's at least try to put ourselves in spaces that we know, you know if we let's can try to
0: control our new a little bit, like as you know, any control that we can exude yeah. over it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So our control is our environment and we, you know, seeing family, we would travel to Toronto a lot. Like it was important for us to to be with family and, Yeah, motherhood is hard. So, if it's going to be hard, let's be hard in the sun.
0: I I think it's really great for you to share all of that with the listener, and those are a lot of really good must-dos and and tips, and just from your own experience as a family. So, thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you what has surprised you both the most about motherhood. So, um, I don't want to put you on the spot. I was going to say one of you go first, but whoever has an answer first.
1: Um there There's definitely probably a few things. One of the things is that i've I became this like super mom that <laughs> I didn't really plan to be no I could be like there's just like I kind of was wanting to be more of that male in quotation mark role, whatever that is, like the provider the working like that i i I yep. really enjoyed those kind of things, but I you know, for many years, like packing lunches, and doing all the like, you know, I, I don't like to stereotype because it's really hard, but I just find that a lot of these elements of being a mom kind of fall into certain areas, and I just, yeah, I, I became so I, I was just so obsessed with our daughter that I, I found <laughs> so much joy. In doing all of these things. Um, I used to want to sleep in every morning now. Like the second she's out of bed, I'm like, yep, I'm up, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And I'm what do you want to do pregnant. today? Yeah. <laughs> like so that that has been very surprising. My You're naturally my, nurturing. You're yeah, like, it's very, like, very, yeah. like to me, it's
2: like anyone who knows you. They're yeah. like, of course, you're such a caring, attentive person that especially your child, yeah, is you're like yeah. as, you're just like that yeah. in enhanced, <laughs>
1: amplified. Oh, Joyce, it's that's like, beautiful it's, Yeah. Course. So so that's been like pretty cool and surprising I think to see that yeah just like how that's all kind of played out and and then I yeah I just think like just the love like the obsession with her like just I mean picking her up from school like I actually can get emotional talking about it like it oh. is the best part of my day like she yeah it's just it's amazing like I just I oh. genuinely love going to pick her up from school like I, I miss her when she's at school yeah like it's oh, just that's wonderful yeah. yeah
0: my husband <laughs> like, I'll say this my husband gets emotional just thinking about him going to daycare all day he's yeah. like
2: oh man <laughs> yeah right all those and nights that we were on like yeah. no one talks about the fact you're gonna talk about your kid <laughs> It's like yeah. your baby goes to sleep, and you're just like, "Please go to sleep." And then you're like, "Oh, wake up! I want to, I want to see you awake." Like it's like you have date nights so that you can go talk about your baby. You know, right. like what's uh, um, what's been surprising for you? What has been surprising for me, honestly, in motherhood, I am surprised at, like how I am really serious when it comes to play. Like I'm a really playful person, and I I find that like like I can like create games. But what I've what I've realized is how much of an adult I am. Like even from like a camp counselor, like playing with kids in my job. But then like when it's my own kid, you can't turn off this like seriousness. I just feel like there's always this part of me that's like, come on, don't be so serious. Just like, I don't know, more tracking time. I don't know. I just feel like there's a part of me that's serious in play that I never knew existed until you like actually play with your own kid in an immersive environment. Like I, I never really got like we have other people's kids in our classes for an hour, mm-hmm. so you can do anything for an hour. But like when it's ongoing, I just, I'm just like, okay, like as an adult, I'm like, can I take this curiosity, this presence, this like distraction, just because it's time to do something different. Maybe it's, maybe it is cool to stay in it for a bit longer and like see whatever that is. Like I was hiking with my daughter the other day. I was like, we got to go, we got to finish the hike in, t- you know, two hours because we're going to be at this next place. I'm going to have lunch and get the things. And then there was a slug on the ground and she was like, mama, there's this look at this. What is it? And then, and I was just like, I could have been like, let's go. It's a slug. And I was like, okay, what if I just like take a breath? This is like a day that we're going to hang out. And just like that moment, like dropping into her world and just being present and like the questions that she had and just like- Off the clock. Yeah. just yeah. And I just, it just, um, it just like fuels you in a completely different way. Like you just feel like different when you can allow yourself to do that. And I was like, I just, this happened last week. So I just, it's really fresh, I was like, I need to remind yeah. myself to be more mm-hmm. in those- in her world than Mm. her, again, her coming into our world, you know, like I, I want more time to be in her world. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Oh, thank you for sharing guys. Mm -hmm. Um, you kind of talked about where you are currently with your business ventures, but I know that you're probably in a place where as, as leaders and as the bosses and, and as business coaches as well. Um, they are always asking people like, what are your wins? <laughs> so can you both take a second to just share your working mom wins of the week or of the month?
2: Oh, I feel like my mine is like post-COVID. I've been really reflecting because the world is re-emerging, like everything is reopening now. Yeah. And I feel like my win has been to make my business make it through COVID and transform all at the same time. And uh-huh. like the new business that I have for me feels lighter and more open to have space to be more of the mom that in case you haven't caught the glimpse was like, I wasn't that, uh, open to having that much family space because I I was so driven to do the business. Now I'm driven for family time and space and figuring Mm -hmm. out a way creatively as an entrepreneur, as an innovator to have a business that fits my life instead of Fitting my your life, life fitting business, into your business,
0: business yeah. or around your business, okay. yeah.
2: And I feel like I'm feeling really confident about this new schedule, this new life, this new perspective, the space, the the intention, the purpose behind it. Also, um, that's to me, I think, and for us as a family, a huge win. Because I was, I was on, a, I was on a mission, you know. Yeah. So to stay the same, oh, and I think that a lot of things changed, and you know, becoming a mom was a
1: huge factor in that.
0: That's very cool. Cheers to you for that, for that win. That's, that's a big (laughs) one. And Jess,
1: do you have anything, Um, any wins? Some wins. Yeah. I think for me, like, so the company that I own in Vancouver, I work for that business in Toronto. So on the East coast of the country. And when I decided to build up that business, it was because I knew that I wanted to be in a position one day where I could be present for my child. I knew that that was something that was going to be very important for me. And I think that like, just the biggest win that I'm so grateful for is that I get to be present as much as I want. I have that flexibility to say uh, to plan my schedule, to pick her up if I want, or to, to do the, the, um, the activities with her. And it's really important for me, even together. Like I I really love taking her to programs. She plays soccer and she does swimming. And I grew up doing a lot of these activities, and I, yeah. I I love that you know she gets the opportunity to do it as well. And even like Saturday mornings are generally not as busy for real estate than maybe a Saturday afternoon might be. You I know, see. Okay, I'm going to do a showing or whatever. So Mel and I have worked together to um, schedule me in to do Saturday morning programs with her, and it's great. Like it's. I kind of rotate some weeks. We do soccer, some weeks we go swimming. And, um, it's just, it's just been such a nice win to be able to have that ability to, um, focus when I need to be productive and, Mm -hmm. and get my work done and then be present with her like today where I literally could be super present at her swimming class. Yeah. And I think these both come from the fact that we operated
2: businesses where we had to show up and we couldn't, (laughs) You know, we both had a time in our business where we, we could never have done this. And that's right. why I think it feels like such a win, because we have come so far in our businesses to build the leadership team, the structures, the systems, so that we could be at this point. Um, wow. We became moms later in our lives. So, you know, I think that, again, we there was a choice. It was such a choice, and we were able to build these structures so that we could do this. But, um, like, saying that you're going to do it and then doing it are two very different things.
0: It takes so, time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. it's so cool to it's just so nice to hear that you had this idea, this vision 10 years ago, let's say 10 years ago of kind of what you wanted for yourselves individually, personally, family wise, and that you've built that, you know, that you're, you're living that kind of place you want it to be. So that's great. I'm very, really, really happy for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, can you both take a sec to just tell the listener where they can find you online for any of these, um, like your social links, anything that you want to share, go ahead and share it out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. Um, my Instagram name is just my first and last name. It's at Justy Levenberg, um, L-E-V-E-N-V-E-R-G. And uh, yeah, that's the best place to find me is on Instagram. Okay. I love hanging out there. Okay. <laughs> um, and for
2: me, it's Melanie Levenberg, all one word. Um, and for the kids' fitness businesses that we own, mine is Play Inc. Play spelled with the number three, so P-L-number three Y. Inc. and Justice Company is Sportball.
1: Yeah, so the website Sportball.ca/Vancouver. slash
0: Okay. Yeah. So, ladies, <laughs> Belle, Jess, okay. I just want to say again, thank you so much for chatting with me today. And I just wish the three of you, thank you, um, thank you, um, so much happiness and success in the future and in yeah. this kind of next stage and phase of family and parenting yeah. and business for you. So, good luck with it all. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Hey, mamas. For today's stroller thoughts, I just wanted to give a... Oh, yeah, it's an airplane, honey. I just wanted to give a shout-out to all the working moms who are making it work. No matter what your situation is. I know I'm not a working mom yet. I'm uh, Well, I'm a mom who's working, at being a mom, every day. Um, but I am still a stay-at-home mom, waiting for that first day of kita or daycare for my son to... Um, start going to so that I can get back into the working world which will look a little bit different for me this time around but the longer I've been a mom the more I realize that it's not black and white everybody's situation is different and um, whether going back to work was the greatest thing in the world for you or continues to be something that you struggle with every day um, I see you I hear you and keep doing the thing you're doing great Thanks for listening today, mamas. And remember, whether you're working full-time, part-time, or you're a full-time stay-at-home mom, you're not alone and there are others out there in the same or similar boats to the one you're in. If you're struggling with the balancing act of being a working mom, reach out to your community and social network for help or come join the Raise Your Hand Motherhood community on Facebook and talk it through with other moms who share your situation. If you're a working mom and loving it, or if you've faced challenges in the past and have any helpful tips or advice for moms newly back or returning to work, please reach out to the show and share your wisdom. As a mom gearing up to rejoin the workforce myself in a few months' time, I am all ears as to what will make the transition go more smoothly. Click on the link in the show notes to visit the podcast website, www.raiseyourhandmotherhoodpodcast.com and leave a comment or voice message about today's episode. As always, if you liked what you heard today, please subscribe to the show and share it with just one other mom in your network. That's all for today. Thanks for raising your hands again with me, mamas. Until next time. Hey, Mama, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Raise Your Hand Motherhood podcast. I made it for you, so I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so we can hang out together again soon.